Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Healthy Gut Podcast with Rebecca Coombs, the place where you can learn how to achieve a happy, healthy gut. Here's what's coming up on today's show. Welcome to episode 56 of the Healthy Gut Podcast. Today, we're joined by Dane Johnson, who's a natural medicine practitioner who specializes in gut health. His expertise was established through his perseverance of a life-threatening battle with Crohn's disease. He now runs a company and a non-profit which aims to empower those dealing with chronic autoimmune diseases by raising capital to help others connect with practitioners and pay for their services. He is a motivational speaker, actor, host and health coach in the natural medicine community. Dane attacks his Crohn's colitis through his program, SHIELD. He believes it's not just one thing that creates a healing effect, but everything combined. We talk about his experience with Crohn's and colitis and what he went through to recover his health. We discuss his program, SHIELD, and how that works, and also the concept of cure, and whether we should be looking for a cure or whether we should be looking for something else. And also the importance of things like energy and lifestyle and the people that are around us. This was a really important step in my own recovery and it's very interesting talking to Dane about the work he did with himself and now what he does with others around this sphere. So I hope you enjoy today's episode with Dane Johnson. Dane Johnson, welcome to the Healthy Gut Podcast. It's great to have you on the show today. Thank you, Rebecca, for having me. I'm glad to be here. You've got a really interesting story. So let's dive straight in so my listeners can get a sense of the quite incredible journey you've gone on with your health and your life. Uh, yes, yes. It's been a long, <laughs> long journey, but a good one. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's been, it, you know, I, you know, when I was around 18 or 19 years of age, I started getting symptoms of uh, gut health issues. I would get severely bloated and, and I started having pain and cramping and I didn't know what it was. People would actually laugh and we'd make a joke about it because after I was would eat, I would look pregnant. I mean, I'm talking, imagine a 17-year-old scrawny kid with a belly like the size of like, you know, a balloon coming out of his, his belly and, and no one really knew what it was. 
at the time and we all just kind of laughed and uh, but as time went on and stress became a part of my life and I started having certain experiences with different types of foods and pushing myself harder not to exercise for health but exercise for performance I all of a sudden got a little blood in my stool and I wasn't sure what it was and and eventually as the years went on I got diagnosed with ulcerative colitis around right around 22 23 years old and the doctor uh, came up to me and he said, you know, Dane, we, we did a colonoscopy and an endoscopy and it looks like you have ulcerative colitis. This is an incurable disease. It's an autoimmune disease and you're going to have this for the rest of your life. And being a 22 year old kid and just finishing up college and played sports and was healthy my whole life and never had any real major health issues. I really didn't know how to respond to this. It was, <laughs> It was like, what? Come again? And, and uh, I said, well, okay, okay. Uh, well, what, what are we going to do about this? What can we do? And he said, well, we can start with some medications and, and um, things like uh, 5-ASA, like Lyauda or Asacol, and then move on to something like methotrexate or 6-MP. And I eventually did all these drugs. And I said, okay, well, you know, how long would I need to be on these drugs? And he goes, uh, well, for the foreseeable future. And what he meant was forever. And um, that was a really tough pill to swallow. And, you know, once I went back into my life, I didn't know what to do with that emotionally and spiritually. And, and being a 22-year-old kid who liked to play sports and was always normal and used to going eating restaurants and eating what I want, whether it be pizza, hamburgers, or french fries, or soda, I... You know, I tried to go back, but it never was quite normal from there. But luckily, I was very interested in health and fitness, and I was a personal trainer when I was in college. And I started cleaning up my diet around that age anyways. So I started cutting out refined sugars and, and um, conventional foods and fast food and basically poor eating habits that I think helped reduce my symptoms. And I think everyone out there has probably said, hey, when I eat certain things, it's even worse than when I eat other things. So we get a little bit of a reduction in symptoms right off the bat by just doing a few diff different situations. And I really had a good group of guy friends and uh, I went to college on the beach. So, you know, it wasn't... It wasn't all bad. Tough um, life. Yeah. <laughs> college on the yeah, beach sounds life. amazing. <laughs> yeah. Six guys in college, uh, a mile from the beach, and our college was 80% girls. So, you know, if, I mean, if you could throw a football down the, down the, down the beach, you know, you had eyes on you. And, uh, <laughs> sounds like heaven for many blokes <laughs> out there. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think some of the fellas got spoiled with, with uh, the ratio uh, which in later life probably hasn't served them all that well, um, you know, getting lazy with um, chivalry, I'd say. But yeah. uh, all good guys. I had great guy friends. And, um, you know, but I was also very interested in building muscle and getting strong. And I wanted to be a big, tough guy. And I was taking a bunch of protein shakes. And I mean, any guys out there, I'm sure, or, the you know, the wives who are married to their husbands with the huge container of all these different supplements that puff up their muscles can laugh at this and say, yep, I've been there. I was so interested in that. And I think that was one of the things which was really, you know, increasing the symptoms of, of, of Crohn's and colitis. But I, uh, by the time I was 23, 24, I, you know, moved to California and 
I started pursuing a career as an actor and model. And I had a personal training background. I had an entrepreneurial spirit. I was extremely driven. And I dedicated myself to trying to make that happen. So I quit my job after college in Washington, D.C. and moved to California. And one-way ticket, no money, no friends, no clue what I was doing. But <laughs> I said, oh, well, figure something out. And um, lo and behold, I was signed with some of the biggest uh, modeling and acting agencies in the world. And I started making a real career and making a lot of money and traveling the world and getting put up in hotels and, you know, people flying me everywhere. And it was like the too good to be true for a 23 year old kid who had been raised in the sticks of Virginia and went to school in South Carolina. And all of a sudden I've got this great dream I'm able to live. But the irony was my Crohn's colitis eventually started becoming um, just out of control um, not to the point where it started taking over my life. And I say Crohn's and colitis because at that point, going to the doctors for a few different years, one doctor would say it's ulcerative colitis. The other would say it was Crohn's. The other would say it was ulcerative colitis. And I got diagnosed with both uh, at least two or three times. So I just started telling people that I was uh, diagnosed with Crohn's and colitis. And are you able to, just for the listeners that may not know much about those those conditions, are you able to just to give a brief explanation sure. of what they actually do to the body? Yeah, and in layman's terms, if you want to just have a, a simple understanding of what it is, is, it's an autoimmune disease, which means the immune system starts to attack a part of the body. This case, it attacks the digestive tract, the complete... GI system from the mouth all the way down to the exit and uh, the, the body uh, white blood cells start to attack the body in these places which make it very hard to absorb nutrients to digest food which increases people can have anything from constipation to bloody bowel movements diarrhea to uh, bleed internal bleeding in the GI which can be called fissures or ulcerations which then can make someone anemic and um, malnutrition and dehydrated and all sorts of issues that can be fatal if not taken care of correctly or depending on how severe the case is. And these are forms of irritable bowel disease. And nowadays there are a lot of different forms of people who just have gut problems. In my personal experience, I think that, you know, a doctor can call it Crohn's, they can call it colitis, diverticulitis, gastritis, celiac. We have a problem with the gut um, and, and the, the bacteria in the gut and all sorts of issues I'm sure we're going to dive into that are making it hard for people to eat and just live a normal life without pain or issues of, of urgency or all, all sorts of uh, these issues. So it's uh, so, you know, once I once I got diagnosed with with uh, Crohn's and colitis, it really just started taking over my life. I had this new career and People were trying to fly me around and I could hardly get out of bed. And at one point I was living in Miami, Miami only for work. And my, my family was kind enough to come down and help take care of me while I was living down there because I was still working. I, for years, I kept it from my agents. I kept it from casting directors. I kept it from movie producers. I mean, everybody, no one knew. Everyone thought I was just losing weight because it was fashionable, quote unquote, right? So I just... I just became very ashamed and very isolated. And I just went completely internal, completely. I was 24 years old, 23, 25. 
with such irony in my life, and I didn't know where to turn, and I felt like I had nowhere to go, no one to help. The doctors just wanted to put me on more drugs. The Remicade wasn't helping. The Methotrexate wasn't helping. The 6MP gave me drug-induced hepatitis. You know, the 5SA wasn't helping. I was living on prednisone, which was giving me chronic cystic acne and making me depressed, and God knows what it was doing to my bone density and the pH levels in my microbiome and all these, all these issues, and it just seemed like this vicious cycle that I think Elaine Godshall said it best, breaking the vicious cycle. It was this vicious cycle of just downward and downward and everything was just becoming worse and worse. And I remember I booked this huge job in Jamaica um, for Sandals Resort. They wanted to have me in a commercial and a prank campaign and this whole fairy tale thing. And I was like, I gotta do this. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity. And I could hardly even walk, but I willed myself to get on that plane and uh, you know, my family was looking at me like I was crazy, but I said, I really wanna do this. And lo and behold, when I, after 10 days, it was a 10 day shoot I was out there. When I got back, I had gained five pounds. My symptoms were down. My energy was up. My depression was lower. My stress was lower. And I remember my, my mom picked me up and she looked at me and she goes, you look great. What, what, what happened? What'd you do? And I started thinking about it and I said, you know what? I was around good people. I was laughing all day long. I was in the sun. I was eating organic, really clean food, mostly a lot of uh, at sushi at the time because it was fresh wrist right, in, in, right off the coast in Jamaica. I was, um, you know, not isolated. I was uh, just in a very good state. And I think that stuff helped to reduce my symptoms. Anyone out there who's listening, maybe you've had a really good week one time where you got your friends in town or, you know, you and your, your significant other go on a vacation and all, you know, you do these things and all of a sudden you just notice your symptoms are down. And if you start looking at those trends, you might see that, hey, when I feel better, when I'm laughing, when I'm walking towards a smile, when I'm reducing stress, I get better. So that's when I first had the first experience that maybe there was something I could do about this disease myself. And uh, over the next year or two, I started reading insatiably. Jordan Rubin, Jeannie Patel, Lane Godshaw, uh, David, Dr. Uh, Dr. Klein, Dr. David Klein. It was um, Dr. Susan Blum, um, you know, started following Mark Hyman's uh, philosophies and and then I went back to school for natural medicine um, in Los Angeles and did a, a program there and, you know, just really ate up everything my naturopath professors were saying and surrounded myself with people who were just so full of positive energy and optimism and solutions. And they weren't looking at life as fear-based. I felt like everything the doctors were telling me was, was root, rooted out of fear. And everything I was reading was fear-based, fear-based, fear-based. And, you know, do this, do this. And, and so you don't have to have this disease, have to have this disease, these problems. And, you know, when I was in school for natural medicine, I was reading these books. I started to slowly build a root seed of optimism, a root seed of, of possibility and wanting to not sacrifice in my life, like sacrifice my diet or sacrifice my Friday nights or sacrifice my time or my social life, but invest in my life invest in who I was going to be. And when I had that switch, everyone out there, when I had, that was the key for me. That was the skeleton key for changing of years of failure into immense, immense success is when I stopped looking at it as sacrifice. And I started looking at it as an investment in the person I wanted to be despite Crohn's. I started saying, Dane, when I talked to myself, I'd say, Dane, do you want to be a healthy guy in your life? Yes. 
Do you want to be the most self-empowered you can be? Do you want to look your best, feel your best, have your most energy, get up with great energy, get up with the best memory, the best can-to ability to not only just be healthy, but take care of your family or make money or start a business or, you know, maybe be a, continue to be an actor and model and be the best at that. Yes, yes, yes. I said, everything that you can do in front of you to help your, help heal your Crohn's naturally will give you everything you want in your life, to, if, even if you didn't have Crohn's. When I put that, those, those pieces together and I made that link, there was no stopping me. And it was then that I prioritized health as my number one. It wasn't about my Friday night. It wasn't about my ego as a man and what I had to eat and how big my muscles were. It wasn't about what other people thought. It wasn't about my modeling career. It wasn't about getting drunk and staying onto a club at 2 a.m. It was about learning how to be self-empowered learning how to be the best version of myself and not only taking back my life, but taking it back with a vengeance of this is who I want to be and this is where I'm going to go. And that's what's important to me. And I, I made up, I made a deal with myself that I was going to focus on doing anything that could potentially help me heal. And I was going to cut out anything that could potentially hurt me. So I said, it's either making me, it's either helping me heal or it's hurting me and I'm going to get rid of it. So that was the, the, the mode I made. And then I learned that I couldn't just willpower my life. I had to find balance. This is a big, big one for a lot of people out there. As they try to just willpower their life and then they get overstressed, they get angry, they get anxiety, their spirit starts to rebel because your spirit doesn't see your goals. Your spirit just has a, a need for expression, a need for love, a need for being and, and, and sharing and when it doesn't have those, it rebels and you get depressed, anxiety, stress. And when you balance yourself, you can get a win-win scenario. So I started saying, how can I balance myself? And I said, well, what about prayer and purpose and meditation and lighting candles and having a ton of candles and, and having a garden? I became a huge gardener. <laughs> you know, I was this kid, you know, with a, you know, working out every day. And the next thing you know, I'm, I'm taking care of my tomatoes at 10 a.m. in the morning. And, um, <laughs> you know, with my with my apron because I'm cooking some organic meat and, uh, or, or meals and, and food prepping and, <laughs> and making all this perfect stuff and reading book recipes and, and studying natural medicine and doing meditation on my, uh, on my terrace, you know, so it was a funny, I used to laugh at myself. You got to laugh at yourself too. Um, so I became, totally I, I totally became an Indian, you know, I was all just total Indian man in, uh, in Southern California is where I was doing this. So, um, all of a sudden, I was 25 years old with a personal training degree, and uh, I started getting great results. And I don't, I don't recommend this to anyone else out there, but I decided to take what I was going to take as far as drugs into my own hands. So I decided to say, I'm going to wean off Remicade. Uh, I'm going to wean off prednisone. I'm going to wean off Lyalda. I'm going to lean off. Um, and then later on, I did methotrexate uh, and Tivio because I had two major flares. The second one was almost was the one I nearly kicked it. But I, I started weaning myself off despite what the doctor said. And I, I told him I wasn't going to do the surgery despite what they said. And I paid for it in a lot of ways. I didn't I didn't necessarily know what I was doing, but I did do it. And I was able to get drug free and I was able to avoid the surgeries and take back my life. And at my lowest, I... Um, I lost the ability to walk uh, when I was around. I, I had a huge flare on 26 and um, I, I was in the hospital for six weeks. I was on TPN feeding tube. I was on four different antibiotics. I was on chemotherapy eventually because I was 
dying and they didn't know why and they thought it might be a viral infection because my immune system was so gone. Uh, so I had to go on chemo. I was on Ambien. I was on three grams of Dilaudid, which is cancer, which is an opiate they get for cancer patients. Three grams is the highest dose it can give you. I was on, um, uh, and then I was on uh, painkillers um, when I got home. And then I went on, once I left the hospital, I went on Intivio, Methotrexate, Lyota, and more prednisone. And I was on prednisone at the hospital as well, 200 milligrams infused into my bloodstream through an IV. Mm. Yeah, I was tripping. <laughs> it's pretty crazy, isn't it? They were a pharmaceutical company's uh, walking I think my blood, I think <laughs> poster you, boy for I think taking my blood drugs. gotten high, you know? I mean, uh, it was yeah. uh, it was bad. Yeah. Can you talk about what happens in a flare just for, for any listener that has no experience or or has not known anybody with um, ulcerative colitis or Crohn's or any of those um, autoimmune digestive diseases? What what happens to you? What Why did you end up in the hospital so sick? So what happens to you is one thing you start noticing is your energy levels start plummeting. You start having a hard time focusing. You start having a hard time having energy to walk around. Uh, you also might notice uh, like there's extreme abdominal pain, especially when you try to go to the bathroom and have a bowel movement. You also might notice that when you do have a bowel movement, that there's a lot of blood in your stool. I mean, when you look in, on, you know, you go to the bathroom and you look down and it's pure red and it's like, whoa, and it's very scary. And then you might notice that you have extreme urgency. So if you are stressed, if you even take a sip of water, you have to run to the bathroom. If you do not run or you do not get to a bathroom, you will poop your pants. Um, and it will be, you know, a, a very um, tough situation to deal with. You start to lose weight drastically, specifically with ulcerative colitis usually. I went from 180, 185 to about 122 pounds. Uh, so, and then if that keeps up, you will be hard to even get out of bed. I was bed rested for six weeks. I was stuck in my house for about eight months. Uh, so you can then notice extreme anemia, lots of blood loss, lots of iron loss. Uh, you don't absorb water cause your colon, especially with UC, your colon can be completely messed up, um, and unable to reabsorb water and vitamins and minerals making you not only anemic, but then extremely dehydrated. That's where a lot of the water, uh, the weight loss comes from because your body is made up of 70 to 80% water, including your muscles. And if you're an athlete, you're probably gonna lose even more even quicker because you got a really fast metabolism. So it's a vicious cycle of symptoms of basically an inability to digest foods and chronic inflammation that your immune system is attacking itself. Attacking your own body, I mean. So, it, it can be very deadly. Um, it can be a, a, a serious issue. And, you know, there's a lot of uh, information out there that's contradicting or a lot of information that says to do, a, you know, a lot of different things. A lot of people don't know where to turn. No, and, and I th think unfortunately I've shared this story with, um, with one of my guests in a much earlier episode of the Healthy Gut Podcast where I knew a girl who um, was diagnosed with Crohn's and she was told by her um, specialist that diet and lifestyle 
could not have any impact on her disease and that she should only she could only take medication and she just got sicker and sicker and sicker and sicker and it broke my heart at the time and I didn't know anything about gut health then but I remember thinking surely there's something that you you can do and I'd like to talk a bit about you know the point that you made around fear-based medicine and, and that she was in a fear-based state with her doctor saying there's nothing you can do and I was told for many years there was nothing I could do. Uh, there was nothing that they could determine that was wrong with me um, or I just had to live with it. For, for the people that are listening that are in that state today that they perhaps uh, haven't found the right care or they're not you know, as further along in that, into their journeys as, say, you and I are, how would you um, recommend that people start to to quell the fear and start to move forward um, and not be so deadly afraid of what's going on or even what their doctor is saying to them? Yeah, and that's a great point and something I, I feel very strongly about that. So anyone out there who's listening to this podcast and, and is in that position where they're very scared, the doctors are saying food diet lifestyle won't help. Maybe you've even tried a little bit. Maybe you've said, okay, I'm going to go gluten-free. I'm going to go dairy-free. I'm going to try little things. You're not getting the results you want. This is a complicated issue. Um, It needs to be invested in. There needs to be consistency. And you really have to start. The number one thing I suggest is you have to start with getting your mind healthy. Okay. You, if you do not have a healthy mindset and you cannot calm yourself down, you got nothing. Okay, because it's going to take a long time. I'm, I'm sure, Rebecca, you could talk about three or four things you're learning about right now that are helping you in your gut health. Or maybe you want to travel more and you're trying to figure out how you can get foods to travel more. Or you can reduce uh, certain types of little tiny symptoms. We're going to continue to grow and continue to learn. It has to be a pursuit to better yourself. And you have to have a healthy mindset. If you can get an, uh, a natural optimism about yourself, a natural healthy mindset, the body will follow. I always tell people, when you start feeling better about what you can do, when you start becoming more self-empowered, when you start empower, you know, really trusting in yourself, that's when your body will follow, follow. The body follows the spirit and the mind. So start with a healthy mindset. You know, I had a lot, a lot of arguments, screaming matches with doctors at UCLA, Cedar sinai Mayo Clinic, all these places with these 30-year veterans, uh, GI doctors telling me that diet didn't matter, that I couldn't do anything about this disease. And it's the reason they're saying it, it's because of how they're viewing the, the problem. And I had one GI doctor who really explained it to me in a way that made sense because we were good friends and eventually where she said, Dane, this is what the doctors mean. And this is why they're saying this. What they're saying is you can't cure Crohn's or colitis through diet. You can only start trying to work around the symptoms. Okay. And I thought that was the funniest thing because the doctors want to throw out this word cure, which to me, the word cure has no relevancy. It's a completely false term. It needs to be thrown in the garbage because you can't cure anything. Uh, If if you say, okay, I can cure my chronic depression. Does that mean you're never going to get depressed again? Oh, okay, so you had a bad day a year from now. Okay, does that mean you're chronically depressed again? Do you have a chronic disease if you're chronically depressed? Or what about the flu? If you get the flu, you get rid of it and you get it two years later for, for a week or so, whatever. Did you, did you cure the flu or did you put it in remission? The word cure is a fear-based 
term. We need to get really get around this because I just don't know what you can cure. You can't cure death. You can't cure um, the ups and downs of life. But what you can cure is your mindset. The only thing you can cure is your mindset of how you perceive it. So start empowering yourself. And when the doctor started telling me, well, because you can't cure uh, Crohn's or colitis just by diet, because the moment you start eating like terrible again, you're genetically prone to get Crohn's and colitis symptoms. Well, I said, of course, doctor, if you put McDonald's in your, in your, in your body or you get really stressed, everyone is genetically prone to certain things. Maybe it's a back problem. Maybe it's migraines. Maybe it's ADHD. Maybe it's arthritis. We're all genetically prone to certain things if we don't take care of our body. It's our job to become self-empowered and start taking care of our body. And the drugs that they're offering, I'm not against them. I really want to work in unison with conventional medicine, but use preventative medicine and natural medicine to give people real options of getting off drugs if they so choose. It's not about comparing. It's about coming together for one common goal of self-empowering people and getting people free. That's the goal. Anyone who doesn't have that goal in mind needs to get their head out of their damn ass. That's how I feel. And these doctors, I got no problem going toe-to-toe with these guys because they gave me a death sentence. They told me I had to get a, a, a surgery. They told me I had to stay in the drugs for the rest of my life, and I have done none. And, I, and who was I? I was a 24-year-old, 23-year-old kid who just decided not to believe in what they were saying. And um, I, I, I respect the GI the doctors. They have a great medicine, and I will say that if it wasn't for their drugs, I would be dead. There, I, I got in some serious flares that... I needed the prednisone. I needed the TPN. I needed something, the antibiotics to help, you know, get me, get me out of that state from as far as emergency care, we got some of the best. So don't become hateful or spiteful about that. We need to look at how we can use both. But if a doctor is going to tell you that your diet doesn't matter, that's uh, that you can't, that taking care of your body doesn't matter, then that doctor needs to get their head out of their ass. That's just really how I feel about it. Um, if you are in that situation where you need to, uh, you don't know where to start, this is what I say to you. Start with a healthy mindset, working on getting your mind healthy, okay? If you are going to go do something and change your life, you got to start with, you got to prepare yourself. You got to prepare yourself for whatever happens, meaning you have to respond to how the universe comes at you or what happens afterwards, okay? So I recommend one, simplifying your life and getting a healthy mindset. To master anything in life is to simplify it. If you went to the best guy who's going to say, I'm going to teach you how to make $10 million or the best uh, personal trainer, I'm going to teach you to get in the best shape of your life. They're going to simplify your life. Why would you pay them to do anything else? So to master anything is to simplify everything. So I would suggest starting with the daily journal and talking about what your daily protocol is going to be. What foods are you going to eat? And most importantly, what are you not going to eat? Because I believe that healing starts with what you're taking out of your life, not exactly what you're putting in. Because getting rid of chronic inflammation is the number one goal, not number two. Nutritional density, you have nothing. You have absolutely nothing if you have chronic inflammation, if you don't get rid of that. You can eat all the kale chips. You can drink all the Corella, all the wheatgrass you want. If you don't get rid of that chronic inflammation, you're not going to heal. And, you know, a funny thing about, about healing is if you look at the, some of the most powerful healing things, right? When I, when I have a client, I say, what's the most powerful thing you could do, most healing thing you could do in a day? We usually come across sleeping. And I say, yeah, sleeping. That's when you rebuild that ATP energy. That's when the wounds heal. That's when your body detoxifies. Why do you think you go to bed at 150 pounds and you wake up at 147? You lost three pounds. How would that happen? Detoxification. So doing nothing is the most healing, getting out of the body's way, fasting, meditation, 
sleeping. You're not eating anything. You're not taking in any supplements. You're not sweating. You're not running. You're not stressing. You're not thinking. You're at a low heart rate. You're belly breathing. You're sitting still and you're allowing the body to do what it does best. So one, you got to get out of the body's way and you got to simplify your life and figure out what you're not going to do because the number one goal is getting rid of inflammatory responses. It is definitely, it's something that I have um, worked hard at and continue to work hard at, at reducing my inflammation and, and always monitoring it because you might get to a point where you can reduce your inflammation, but that's just today. It doesn't mean that the inflammation will always stay low forever. So you need to continue to be really mindful and present with that process and checking in on how the inflammation's going um, so that you can you know use it as a benchmark is this working for me right now because what works for you today isn't what will work for you tomorrow and it's not what what worked for you in the past so it's you know and I think this is one of the challenges that I see with people that I have contact with is that people want a one-size-fits-all solution they want to be told what to eat what supplements to take and how to live their life. And I'm sorry, but it doesn't work that way. I wish it was as easy as that. But what you need today is not what you need tomorrow. And I know that you're also quite passionate about this one size fits all concept. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts around, you know, um, just that concept and why that can be such a, um, a hindrance for people around regaining their health. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, life is a personal experience that we share with others. No matter what I do, I could never feel what it's like to be behind your eyes and you could never feel what it's like to be behind mine. So why do we think everything else in life is going to be the same? It's not. It's universal law that life and age and our journey, it's all a personal experience. And, you know, if you look at cultures, you know, and you look at cultures around the world, every single culture has a different diet and has a different way of eating. Some are high animal based, high fat, more ketogenic type philosophy. Some are all plant based and high antioxidants, high fruit. Some are, you know, with fasting and whatever, you know, there's some are eating insects, right? If you go to certain types of the world, we can't even eat their food because our guts could never handle it, even a healthy person. Like in India, for instance, some of these Indian foods, these, these Indians, their guts, um, their, their gut has gotten used to the food and their microbiome has, has grown around this food to break down this food without problems. That's why when we go to certain countries, we have to get shots or we have to be careful what we eat because we can't do what those people do. Your body adapts to a situation. That's why weightlifting even works because your body's adapting to the pressure you're consistently putting it under. So if we know the body adapts to a situation, then we need to understand what our body can't handle and start putting in a situation that our body, our personal body can start to handle. So I believe that healing is a personal experience, just like eating and culture is a personal experience. So when people, my, my program, when I, when I healed myself, I came up with my program called SHIELD. And I named it S.H.I.E.L.D. because I, I felt like I was building a fortress around me. All this fear from the doctors, all this fear I was reading about of cancer and, and you know, having, you know, a, a, a surgery and all these issues. I just felt like I was so vulnerable. And I, I created S.H.I.E.L.D. because I wanted to create a distance between myself and everything I was scared of. 
And shield was my way of, of creating the six pillars of health. So it wasn't necessarily just this one, two, three step, but taking information from other people's one, two, three steps, whether it's the vegan diet, the paleo diet, the ketogenic diet, the SCC diet, these supplements, these types of probiotics, this, you know, anti-inflammatory type of a supplement regimen, whatever it is, and putting it into a customized healing program utilizing the six pillars of health, which is SHIELD. And SHIELD is an acronym for supplements, herbs, imagination, exercise, lifestyle, and diet. And what I do is I help customize individual healing programs based on that person's needs. And I empower that person to be the CEO of their health, to be their own best doctor. Not their only doctor. I'm not telling you, you know, maybe you need to fire your GI. I'm not saying you not to go see a GI. I'm not saying don't go, don't see your primary. Don't go uh, ask for help. But I'm saying to be your own best doctor, be the CEO of your health, to be response able to react to what your health needs. You know, in, in our culture, modern day, everyone says, you know, we should all be independently responsible for our finances. We need to understand interest rates, credit cards, how to buy a house. But we don't act like that with health. And for the life of me, I can't understand why. If we really want to have a great life, we need to become intelligent enough to understand how our health works. For uh, people listening to this, how your gut works. Understand what the microbiome is. Understand how food mixing matters. Understand what GMOs are doing in your gut and why real food, aka organic, is, is viable and needed and what stress is and why it affects us and in the immune system, how does it respond? It's the same thing as understanding that if you're gonna buy a house for $500,000, you need to understand how much money you have to put down, what the interest rates are, what a 30 year mortgage is. If you're gonna get a credit card, what does that mean? And what does it mean if you have to pay 20% APR after two years? What does it mean if you get a student loan out and that you're gonna pay 7% interest on that? What, is, you know, what do these things mean? We're responsible for these things, but we haven't been responsible for our health. So I, I empower people to become responsible. And my mission is to get, give people back their freedom, create, give them the power to build their shield, and then connect them with other like-minded proactive healers, college for Crohn's, people who want to say, here is all the information out there. Let's, let's bring it together. Let's put it in a, in a simplified mastered solution is you know, what's the vegan diet? What's the SEC diet? What's the paleo diet? What's uh, Jordan Rubin's Bible diet? What's uh, the listen to your gut elimination diet or using an elemental diet? What are these benefits? And maybe you're doing a partial this diet and a partial that diet and this diet. And maybe what about these supplements? What are probiotics? What's a good probiotic company? What's the difference between VSL versus BioK versus Claire Labs versus Nature and Probiotics? What are herbs? Um, how can ashwagandha, astragalus root, deglycerized licorice root, golden seal help me in recovering? How does it affect my digestive system, my immune system, my ability to fight off stress? What is meditation? What's the mind-body connection? What's my imagination? Why is that important? Why is the perception of me investing in my life more important than me of having the fear of sacrificing? Because that is the key right there. And that's why I put imagination in there. And how can I exercise? You know, I've been in exercise. I've been in men's fitness. I've been in men's health. I've done campaigns for men's stuff. And I'll tell you right now that our industry is obsessed with sex and fitness. And we're actually giving away our health to be more fit. I don't even believe it. it's not the health, uh, the fitness and, and health industry. It's the fitness or health industry. 
And we're exercising for performance. We're not exercising for health. And we need to learn how can I exercise to create ATP energy, to reduce stress in my body, especially on the gut. How can I exercise to increase serotonin and dopamine and reduce cortisol in the body and give my body a, a, a clear thought? And you know, the most tangible example I can give for this is if you look at someone like Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, or Kevin Hart, or you know, any of these big motivational people who go out there and they get it every day. And I ask myself, what makes these people who've already made hundreds of millions of dollars wake up at four in the morning and go work their butt off in the gym for two hours? And I'm gonna tell you right now, it's not, it's not the body, it's not the muscles, it's the serotonin and dopamine release, it's the positive energy. When you get done sweating for 25 minutes, I promise you, when you go home, your mindset's gonna be clear, your depression's gonna be lowered, your anxiety's gonna be lowered, you're gonna start sleeping better, your mitochondria energy production's gonna go up, your sex drive's gonna go up, your immune system's gonna go up, if done correctly. So exercise, people who exercise and they exercise correctly are much more prone to heal and heal faster. So we, we look at that and I call it the six pillars of health. What supplementation is customizably beneficial for you? What herbs uh, are gonna help in this process? How can we work on our imagination to change our mindset of what we're investing in? Um, what is the exercise that's going to help us heal and what can we invest in and not cause a stress response? What kind of lifestyle changes can we make? This is the intangible. This is the conversations of, of you know, allowing negative people in your life or watching something stupid on TV that's scaring you or making you freak out or listening to music that sounds like World War II. Um, you know, it's what are the intangibles where you can start reducing stress and cultivating positive energy because in my mind, that's manifestation. So if you want to manifest in your life, you need to look at the intangibles. So, uh, you know, lifestyles, identifying the energies, reducing negative energy and increasing the positive energy in your life to manifest health in your life. And then diet, that tangible. Is it going to be vegan? Is it going to be semi-vegan? Is it going to be vegetarian? Is it going to be ketogenic? Maybe you can't even put a term on it. Maybe it's just going to be your diet. So I really feel that that's the goal is to Stop focusing on what disconnects us because I'm real tired of vegans and paleo people and everyone saying, well, you can't be on our seminar. You can't be on our podcast. You can't fit because you eat chicken or because you don't cook your food or because you don't believe in this. Not, we need to focus on what connects us. Not, we're all not, you know, people in the health industry, we're all 95% alike and we can all agree with, on certain things like stress, refined sugars and inorganic foods are not the way to go. So let's focus on what's right. Let's start helping people who need to get this sim information simplified and empowered. And by the way, I don't care if you have Crohn's or colitis, anyone can greatly uh, perspire to really, if they allow themselves to start becoming self-empowered and start learning through simplicity. You know, you don't have to be a chemist. You don't have to be an astronaut. You just have to calm your mind, breathe, put a time, some time, put aside some time to learn and then apply. And then instead of freaking out, if it doesn't go perfect, write down your responses and then write a few solutions on how you can respond the next day. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, do you feel completely overwhelmed when it comes to figuring out what you can eat that's suitable for a SIBO diet? I know that I felt so overwhelmed at the start of my SIBO journey. And let's be honest, eating for SIBO can be challenging. It can downright suck at points. You've already got so much going on. You've got your treatments. You're trying to remember to take all your medications and your supplements. And not to mention all of the daily symptoms that you have to experience. The pain, the bloating, the constipation or diarrhea or both. And the brain fog and exhaustion. The list just goes on. Having someone else take that hassle away from you for planning your food can make your day just that little bit easier. And this is where I've come to your rescue. I've developed SIBO meal plans just for you. They take all of the stress away from planning your SIBO daily food intake. They're based on the SIBO biphasic diet by Dr. Narala Jacobi, and each meal plan is just for the specific phase it relates to. So you may be on phase one restricted or phase one semi-restricted or phase two reduce and repair. And there is a meal plan just for you. We've got 14 days of SIBO-friendly meals and recipes included. There's weekly shopping lists. There's handy hints and tips to make cooking easier. And every recipe is 100% gluten-free. The recipes are low-grain. We only use a little bit of rice or quinoa in the recipes depending on what phase you're following, of course. All the recipes are low carbohydrate, very low dairy, low sugar, and there are low FODMAP options included. The great news is that you can download it instantly and you can get cooking today. If you'd like to know more about the SIBO meal plans, head to thehealthygut.co forward slash SIBO hyphen meal hyphen plans or head to the show notes from today's episode and just click on the link there. I hope you enjoy the meal plans, guys. I know it's going to save you so much time, energy and effort and help you be compliant to your SIBO diet as you go through your treatment. Now let's get back to the show. I can hear your passion in in you talking and uh you know it's I'm sitting here smiling because I have uh I have the same passion um when it comes to helping others to regain their health by empowering themselves to do so and it's what I find really interesting is people like you and I people that haven't gone to med school we're just the average everyday person who found themselves quite sick who found themselves without great support medically other than when you're in acute crisis like you were and I've been I've found myself in hospitals many times as well and and our medicine is brilliant for keeping you alive and not letting you die um but what's really interesting is you've developed your six pillars to health I've developed a, my five key pillars to health we are taking what we've learned 
from our own personal experiences and we're simplifying the message for others, but we're just the lay person. We're just an everyday, ordinary man and woman. Um, it happens to now be talking on a podcast. And unfortunately, our doctors on the most part, not all, but on the most part, aren't simplifying the message. And so I think that, you know, I now look at it and think, I'm really glad that I have gone through this because my life's purpose is to help others, to simplify the message around health. And I dare say you probably feel the same way. And that, you know, you don't have to have a medical qualification to be able to help inspire others to get their health back. And I think that's a really important thing for my listeners. And I've had many listeners contact me and say, I feel like there's a reason why I got so sick. I feel like there's something about this that will be my future. And I say to them, go with it. That's how I felt. And now I, you know, I live this incredible life that I just love because I'm helping others to regain their health because I felt that that was my calling and I've just gone with it. And I thought, well, I'll just see what happens. And, you know, here I am talking to you on a podcast that I just decided to start. And, and you've got your own business now um, and coaching program that you've created as a direct result of your experience so you know it's amazing what can happen when you allow yourself to go with it I'd like to talk a little bit about energy um, because for some people they'll think oh that is so woo-woo what on earth are you talking about feeling the energy and I am someone that's very susceptible to people's energies both positive and negative I always have been I can I can walk into a room and immediately tell you exactly how a person is feeling just based on the energy that they are exuding and that can be a blessing and a curse and I've really had to learn to um, be very careful with people's energies and one of the things that I had to do is I chose health as I chose to become a healthy person was I had to really assess who was in my life and what energy they were putting into me um, just by association. So how do you have any tips on how um, if someone's like, I have no idea what you're even talking about when it comes to energy, um, do you have some tips on how you can start to connect or become aware of the energy that is um, interacting or at play in your life? Well, Rebecca, how much time we got? <laughs> because that is the that to me is the, the the root simplicity of all of this to me is energy and uh, I definitely have some uh, uh, some thoughts on that and I want to touch base a little bit on, on on the doctor thing too is you're right with the doctors is you know we're not really sure how to look at someone and say are you qualified to work with me uh, do you have any experience with working with someone with my disease? We really don't know where to go. And we just say, okay, they're a doctor. That means they're, a, you know, a doctor of orthopedics or they're an MD or they're an ND, naturopathic doctor, or they're, you know, whatever type of doctorate they have is saying, okay, they're somehow, you know, educated in helping. But the problem is with a lot of these diseases, these doctors really, and even a lot of naturopath doctors have zero understanding about the gut health or they have zero experience. So anyone out there who's looking for a practitioner to work with, I, I recommend looking for someone who either has had personal experience with chronic ailment or an autoimmune disease themselves. Like someone like Dr. Susan Blum in New York, she's uh, had uh, uh, Hashimoto's and 
uh, the pre-medlive uh, problems of uh, rheumatoid arthritis, serious problems, and she's naturally healed both of those, and she's a doctor. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a licensed practitioner in New York, and, uh, but when I looked at the doctor's school, I want everyone, you know, to hear this about the doctor before I mention energy, is I called up all the major naturopathic doctor schools lately, like the last few months, because I said, you know, I think I want to go back to med school and get my doctorate. I got a long life to go on, and I'm working on publishing my book right now and a potential TV show, and we got an online program coming out to help people create their own shield programs, a lot of big things. And when I called all the schools, they said, all right, Dane, well, it's going to be an investment of $110,000 to $150,000 to go and do our, our med school, which, you know, at the end of the day, I thought was quite expensive um, to go. And I understand, yeah, med school needs to be expensive, all these things. But if I wanted to get a master's or, or a PhD in English, you know, why is really $150,000 to do it? So I felt like it was a little bit of a financial imprisonment. And then I was told I would have to live on campus and I would not be able to have another job. So I would have to put my business on hold. Um, I'd have to quit my job, all things, and I would have to live on campus and then spend roughly $150,000 a year. So let's say that someone out there was doing that. Let's say they were making $150,000 a year themselves over a four-year basis to do a naturopath uh, doctorate school, four-year uh, term. That's a $600,000 loss in revenues that they, that they have to give up. And then they have to spend $150,000 on top to go to school. And I think it's a serious problem right now uh, with the, the imprisonment that, that doctors have to go into to then get that name, to get those letters behind their name. And I think that we can, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, it has to be free or anything. I just think that we could probably do better than, than that for our doctors. And um, if the doctors don't follow the regulations, meaning that in med school, if you start talking about natural medicine or you start doing things that they don't like, they can strip you of that, you know, shining DR they put behind your name. So you have to be very careful. It sounds like a, a social imprisonment to me a little bit. Uh, so I'm a little, you know, worried about where that's going. And for anyone out there who's looking for a naturopath doctor, only in the United States, only a few states even recognize naturopath doctors. I think it's around 18 right now, within 15 to 20, right in that range, recognized naturopath doctors. Some states like New York don't recognize naturopath doctors. You, a naturopath doctor can't even order a lab test for their client. They have to call a client and not even allowed to call them a patient. And uh, other states are, are undetermined. And so we have an influx of naturopath doctors in our states that um, all are working in the same states. And when you become a naturopath doctor, you really just become an entrepreneur because there's no big shiny $250,000 uh, job waiting for you. You have to build your own career out of it. So you got to basically do the same thing as if you did, weren't, uh, didn't go to school. You got to go online and figure out how to make a name for yourself and figure out what your specialty is and try to get clients. And even if you can get them under health insurance in the United States of America, Right now, health insurance is only covering around $130 to $200 a visit for, for persons under health insurance. Naturopath doctors tend to be uh, much more expensive than that, than people who've gone to a naturopath doctor. So there's a real problem in the ND uh, with, with how the money system's working and how becoming a doctor is. And there are benefits of being a registered dietitian. Um, or a, um, a board-certified holistic nutritionist, something like that. And something that you can, you can still get um, uh, liability insurance and contracts and you can still help people. 
So uh, that's, I just wanted to clarify what's going on in America. I'm not sure how it is in Australia and how big of a problem it is. But it's something we need to work out and something that's what my nonprofit aims to do is use crowdfunding and sponsorship to get money into the hands of the practitioner and be able to create a campaign that says we need 5000 or 3000 or $4,000 for our patient or our client to run these lab tests, to get them on these foods so that they can have time away from work or they can buy these supplements or these herbs because this stuff is very expensive. And the NIH, the National Institute of Health, put out a study that in 2016 in America, there were $38 billion spent outside of uh, healthcare insurance in healthcare, meaning natural medicine. And this was spent in cash, not debt. So Americans are speaking out loud that they're spending the little money they have, especially the middle class, trying to get healthy. And they're doing it in natural medicine because they're getting such great results and they don't know where else to turn. So, um, you know, let's stand up, let's do something about it. Um, and let's try to figure out what this doctor thing really means. Uh, so if you're out there and you don't know where to go, look for someone who has experience uh, with Crohn's or colitis or uh, multiple sclerosis, or whatever disease you have. Ask them about their own personal experience with their own health or their family's health or if they have any testimonies from clients with their disease who've uh, been relevant in, in helping. Because if you're going to invest three or $4,000 and you're really going to do it, do it right. Do it with someone who has experience with your disease. Uh, so that being said, the energy, uh, you know, energy is really, I, I define energy as anything that makes you feel. So if I'm watching TV, if I get on a phone call and someone says something to me um, and, uh, and I'm saying, and they say, hey, how's your day? If I take that opportunity to tell them all the things that are wrong with me, I had 20 bowel movements, I had blood in the stool, I'm 30 pounds underweight, I lost my Friday nights and my girlfriend won't talk to me anymore because I pooped my pants last week. Right. The, this is all focusing on negative energy. Does that mean it's not justifiable? Of course, it's justifiable. But you're still focusing on negative energy, which is then taking your current energy and depleting it. So and, it, and, and, and I want to help everyone out there start feeling the tangible, the tangibility of energy. So you ever got in a fight with somebody and then all of a sudden you're like, I can't deal with you anymore. I can't do this. I can't do this. You're, you're killing me. Right. These kind of people in your life who like drive you nuts. It's because mm -hmm. they're depleting your energy. It's not that you don't have time for them. You don't have energy anymore. You cannot put up with them anymore because they're depleting you. You have to look at life and you have to identify everything. What you listen to, the, the, how your bedroom looks, how your kitchen looks, how your car looks, how your conversations go with your friends, who are your friends, how your conversation goes with your mom, your evil stepmother, your evil stepfather, your, you know, your evil professor, whatever. And you have to say, how can I reduce the negative energy I'm experiencing and how can I gain more positive energy? That's it. It's about your energy. You have to be selfish with your energy and you have to stop justifying other people's negative energy. Because let me tell you, even assholes don't want to be around other assholes. Okay. No one, <laughs> no one. I love it. No one likes it. So you have to say, forget your, forget your tangible, real excuses. I know you're right. But it doesn't matter. It's not helping your energy. Energy, I call it the currency of energy. The second book I'm going to write is, is called Creating Wealth and Health. It's because money and energy are the exact same. They work the exact same. They're currencies, except energy is worth a lot more mo than money. And what you're going to find in life that if you want to make a lot of money, it follows energy, okay? The best energy is the most expensive. You know, you look at a painter, you look at an actor, you look at a motivational speaker, you look at a salesman, you look at a person who can go into a room and inspire. 
they people put their money in things with great energy and they connect with they say you know what i don't know what it is about you but i like you i want to work with you because they love your energy so save your energy for when it means something when it's going to make you money when it's going to get you healthy when it's going to help your kids when it's going to help your mother the people that really matter don't give one ounce of energy to the people don't matter so identify the energy in front of you and again energy is anything that can make you feel so if you're listening to a song and it's hateful or it's making you sad, change the song. If you're watching a movie and it's scary and people are getting stabbed and it's going to give you nightmares, turn it off. If you are stuck in your house and you're depressed and you just had a bad day, drop everything. Drop the book, drop the phone, drop your, drop everything and go for a walk and go breathe and go get some sun and start a, and start a garden. I'm telling you, me and my plants, we got a great relationship. I think that's why they look so good right? It's, you know, find good energy. I think this is why people love their dogs and cats because the dogs and cats are always happy to see them. They always give them good energy. That's why everyone's obsessed with their cats and dogs. You have to identify the positive energy. When you walk in a room and you say you can see the energy, I'm the exact same way, Rebecca. I'm the exact same way because I can feel people's anxiety, stress, negative energy. It's written all over them. So, Here's how you deal with negative energy. You have two options. Remember, simplify. You got two options. Let's say you got your boyfriend, or your girlfriend yapping, and you and your 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 mom, your dad. I don't care. Anyone in front of you that is giving you negative energy, or whether it's your house. If it's unorganized, clean it up. A dirty house is negative energy. A dirty diet is negative energy. A crappy supplements is negative energy. You know, invest in quality. If you got someone in front of you and they're giving and you got a negative energy in front of you, you have identified it, you see it, it's negative. You have two options. You can either A, change it or B, get away with it. Get away from it. So B, you just walk away. You literally don't say anything. Just walk. Just go. Okay? Just leave get, or leave politely, right? Get away from it. Now, if you can't get away from it, let's say it's your, your, someone in your family or it's someone you want in your life. Um, or it's, it's a friend uh, who's asking you about your life and you're about to be your own negative energy, right? Because a lot of times you don't realize that you are the negative energy because you're focusing on what's wrong. You're not focusing on what's right. And you have to change that energy. So if it's an outside source, you have to then use your own energy to change them. So a tangible example is if someone's really having a bad day or they can't get their life together, they're losing their confidence or they're, they're having a problem, you have to then pick them up. What's wrong? No, you're great. I'm here for you. Tell me. Let me listen. Let me hear about your life. Let me, you know, have you ever tried changing your diet? Maybe you do this. You want to lose 20 pounds? How about you? Let's go on a walk. Let's do this. Or your boyfriend or your girlfriend's mad at you. You never listen to me. You never talk to me. You, you, you ignore me. You're talking to this girl or boy. You follow that person on Instagram. Whatever. You then have to use your own energy to change it. So if you're going to change their energy... By saying, I'm sorry, I'm here for you, I love you, let me work for this. You have to give your own energy. So be very careful about whose energy you change and make sure you do it with the people you love in, in life. And this is where I love about this because this is a lesson for life. It's not about Crohn's. None of this is about Crohn's. This is all about self-empowerment. This is everything is about being a better human being, being more happy and having a more fulfilled life. You invest your energy in your family, you invest your energy in your significant other, and you invest your energy in other people who you think will make you better. Those are called your best friends. If you look at your best friend and you, and I said, identify your best friend. It's the person who gives you the best energy. It's the person who inspires you. It's the person who always uplifts you and the person you guys never fight because you guys don't have any negative energy. And if you do, you guys have a underlining um, agreement to squash it. 
How many people have that have that person where it's just like, you know what, even if we have a disagreement or we don't agree on who's going to be president or whatever, we just squash it. We don't bicker. That's your best friend. That's the person you want to spend time with because you guys constantly use each other's energy to bring each other up. That's why we work better as a team. We're, humans are social. We can literally feed off each other's energy to boost our energy from 50% to we are both 80%. But if one person is a negative, you have to give them your lifeline of energy to get them up to 70. And even then, they, you know, you, everyone knows this person. Every day they got something negative. Every day they got something to complain about. Every day. And you can continue just hashing out your energy. At one, some point, you got to say, listen, a lot of people say, I don't have time for this. No, no, no. You don't have energy for this. Okay? Energy is anything that can make you feel. So... You have to identify if you're gonna if you're gonna use your energy to heal someone. Make sure you're trying to do it in a permanent basis, which means try to use the greatest amount of energy as quickly as possible to get them to flip. And what I do is, if people don't flip, I ask them to flip. I say I literally will say to them, "Be do you want to be positive? Do you want to be healthy? Do you want to be happy? Okay, so here's three steps to do it. Let's go. You know what? I'll do it with you. Let's go do it. But let's not say anything negative anymore. Let's only focus on what's good. How about do will you do that with me? Oh, nine out of 10 times, they're gonna say yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're right, Dane, I know. I just get upset. Yeah, you're right, buddy. You're right, I know you get upset. I get upset too, I'm not perfect. I was, you know, I was drinking the vodka sodas last night just because I was so depressed. But today's a new day, let's get on, let's get on and let's get going. And how, you know what, why don't we go to the gym or the dry sauna, let's have a good day, let's go, uh, go for a walk. Maybe we can, you know, even do an exercise or go to this organic healthy place down the street. Um, and let's talk about like what we're gonna do with our job moving forward. So we focus on positive things and we get them out, ask them to get out. And then if they keep going in that, they know in the back of their head not to be negative with you because you don't put up with it. So that's how I handle the people who are close to my life who get negative. And if and you're going to find that you are the most negative person in your life. We are the problem we have to deal with. We, it's not so much other people, it's also ourselves because we're the ones being negative and we have to figure out how to get ourselves out of that. So if you are uh, having negative energy, anxiety, depression, self-doubt, you have to have an experience. Words won't change how you feel. How many people out there have had an energy where it's negative and then people say it's okay and they might help minimize the, the pain, but they don't get rid of the pain. The only way to get rid of the pain and the negative energy that is chronically in you is to have a new experience. If someone broke up with you, if you aren't getting what you want, you chronically have this pain that turns into what we call depression. You have to have new experiences. Words don't do it. Our spirit really, really responds to experience. So I call it walking towards a smile. If you are stuck in a personal negativity, drop everything and walk towards a smile. What can be a smile? A best friend? Being outside in the sun, earthing in the sand, doing a yoga class, getting in a meetup group, going for a bike ride, starting a, a garden. That's what I did. I was stuck in my house for eight months, but I was happy. How? Because I balanced my energy. What you watch, aromatherapies, meditation, uh, candles, uh, inspiring documents, motivational speakers. I used to listen to Tony Robbins or Eric Thompson on a daily, reading a book, read a book, listen to Rebecca's podcasts over and over, write down what you're gonna do, get it out of your head. It's so energetically healing to write things down. Organize your house. If you're not organized and it's not clean, if you haven't vacuumed, if you haven't changed your sheets, if you haven't got it fresh, you don't got fresh air, if you don't have plants in your house, your house is the biggest passive investment of positive energy there is. 
Your house needs to be a healing home. It needs to be regenerative. Whenever you walk into your bedroom, it should feel like a release of everything in a private area where you are comfortable, you are happy, and you are free. Totally. And in fact, I've actually just done a um, program, uh, one of my, I do weekly webinars with my SIBO coaching program. And it was all around using the change of seasons as a good opportunity to really do a good audit of all of your spaces to see how they're going. Have you let the clutter creep in over the summer or the winter? And, you know, use it I think sometimes it can be really great for moments in time to say okay you know here in Australia we're now in spring and you're in the fall in the states um you know right I'm not going into winter or I'm not going into summer with that mess and we were talking about auditing the house the bedroom the car your desk at work places that you spend lots of time in because if there's clutter and crap all around you that's you know really passes on to how you feel. Another thing I'd love to touch on before we finish is just around diet because it is such a point of stress and anxiety for people. I mean, every single day I hear from people saying, what should I eat? Or I'm terrified to eat, or I'm so scared of foods, or I'm down to five foods. And, um, you know, my advice is, you know, I'm always saying to people, go and eat food. Food is amazing. It's nutritious. It's our life force. It tastes fantastic. And don't stress about what you're eating, which is quite funny given that I write cookbooks for people with SIBO. Um, But what do you eat um, given that your digestive system has been in complete disarray? Is there a a kind of a – I know you, you try not to – pinpoint a particular diet but do you find that you work well with eating meat or not eating meat having more of a plant-based diet how have you used diet to really improve your health yeah that's a great question and and diet is something that needs to be customized to each person so if you're down you know if, if you're down to five foods and you're feeling like you're eating you have to understand what diet will do for you i think what we need to start with is an understanding that nine times out of ten diet diet won't heal you it will open a door that allows a healing response meaning it will create space that your body has the option to heal because the most important thing about diet is that it's reducing inflammation. Because if I said, if we had the absolute worst person who was the, the sickest and I went to a doctor and I said, what can we do? They're going to say less and less in food until they started recommending fasting or complete liquid diet. Really what that is, is it's taking off any kind of stress on our gut. So you know, I think that I'm, I'm going to dive into some foods that work well with me, Rebecca, and what I think about meat and what I think about uh, vegan and what foods. But first, I really want to touch base on the philosophy. Remember, start with a healthy mind and just understand what you're trying to accomplish with diet. You have, we had a disabled gut. Now, let's say that I had a broke, uh, a tore ACL in my knee. If eating what you want was going for a seven mile run, and you had a Tory ACL, it's gonna take some time to get back to that seven mile run. And if you push it too much, it might actually cause more problem than good where you have to start back from an earlier diet to get the same results. Meaning if you try to go for a four mile run, you are, might hurt it so much that now you have to go back and ice it and rip and, and put your knee up and, and do some more physical therapy and take more anti-inflammatories and do more uh, massages. 
and you're kind of set back a month, right? It's the same thing with the gut. The problem with the gut is we can't see it. We can only feel it. So you got to get in touch with your gut. I love Jeannie Patel's terminology here. Listen to your gut. If you're not meditating and putting your hand on your gut and having a conversation with your gut, you're missing out. You got to start asking and looking inside and feeling inside, what can I do? So um, there are three things I look for when I'm talking about food. So the second thing is, it's the first thing is it's not so much what you're eating, it's what you're not eating to reduce inflammation and give your body the space to heal so that the other part of your program can start taking its its root, right? If you're going to use something like GI Revive or glutamine or deglycerized licorice root and all these things to heal the, heal the mucosal lining, if, if you have chronic inflammation, it's going to be worthless. Meaning if you had a cut on your arm and you put all these soothing agents to get the scar tissue to go away and help it heal naturally and you kept rubbing it up against a jagged fence those soothing agents are going to be worthless until you can stop rubbing it up against that jagged fence. It's exactly the same with diet. So you got to get rid of the inflammation and give the body space to heal. And then you need to know a constructive plan to start allowing it to heal once you've gotten rid of those issues. Okay. And stress is just as much of an issue as corn on the cob. Okay. Or gluten. Okay. Stress and gluten will affect uh, an inflammatory response the same. So if you can, if you can get rid of the stress and you can get rid of something like gluten and dairy, you can get that momentum, right? That manifestation, that positive energy. It's all about momentum and building and building on itself. It's not just one thing. It's everything combined. That's why you need an overall program of everything. It's not just one thing. So the, the, the three things I look for in a diet are the quality of food. If you're eating any kind of GMO food right now, you are going to severely hurt your mucosal lining, your bacteria, uh, you're going to increase inflammation, and you're going to give your body more to detox. So picture this. Now that you understand what energy is, every time you eat something with toxins in it, your body has to spend more energy to break it down and, and to get the gold, okay? So what I, I see it as is if you're eating uh, genetically modified foods or like let's say um, uh, melon, right? If uh, Let's say papaya, right? Papaya has a lot of vitamin A or vitamin C. And if you're eating genetically modified foods, it has less nutrition uh, nutritional density, okay? That means that's almost like digging. So if you were digging for gold and you said that would mean you have to dig through twice as much dirt to find the same amount of gold. We want to dig through less dirt to find gold. Digging is your body using energy to break down the food, okay? So you want to first and foremost stop digging so much for the gold, and that's eating organic. Make sure organic is more nutritionally dense. That means that you're going to get more vitamins, more minerals, more protein, more of the stuff you actually want with less energy. Every big meal you eat, think of your bank account being charged 300 bucks, 300 bucks, 300 bucks. You're depleting your energy when you're eating genetically modified foods, okay? And, you're, and then you got to detoxify from the pesticides, the herbicides, which affect your acetylcholine, which affect your microbiome. It's just a havoc of problems. So I highly suggest, first and foremost, in investing in organic foods and uh, a filtered water system, okay? Getting rid of because... Anti, uh, antibiotics and all this stuff in our water, you got to get filtered water, clean water. Those two right there. Two um, is going to be what kind of food you're mixing. So let's say that I put um, a perfect piece of chicken that was prepared and every doctor agreed this was the chicken that was going to heal you, you who's listening right now. You And then I mixed it with 
uh, some bread or some corn on the cob or some brown rice or some white rice or some sweet potatoes or some steamed and peeled vegetables that are high in soluble fiber and low in insoluble fiber. These things all matter on how your body responds to the chicken. So we know that food mixing is very important. If you're mixing certain foods that are naturally acidic, like a grain or a, or a piece of meat with something that is high in like sugar, that's going to increase candida. That's going to increase bloating. That's going to increase urgency and lack of digestion. A lot of people with uh, IBD have a problem breaking down starches. A starch is a carbohydrate that is at its lowest form, a sugar. So when we have these sugars, they putrefy in our gut due to a lack of digestion, which aids in candida, candida and increases the immune system reaction. And then, then the vicious cycle starts, right? The ulceration, the leaky gut, the yeast, the fungus, uh, aiding in more possible parasite or H. pylori, uh, which then, you know, your body goes into a havoc and now you have undigested food particles in your bloodstream and your immune system is firing off. Your IgG allergy test is showing you got all these problems. It's like, it's like World War II, right? It was just like too many fires. So looking at what foods you're mixing are very important. For a, a, an example, if you're going to eat meat, I recommend eating it with vegetables and only vegetables to start that are peeled and highly steamed, steamed so that a butter knife can go through it very easily. Some examples might be uh, zucchini, squash, carrots, or parsnips and doing them um, steamed because cooking can be really uh, a problem for uh, for eating as well. You need to be cooking with a stainless steel or iron because Teflon is just another type of problem that affects our microbiome. It's a toxin in our body that affects our acetylcholine, uh, which is our memory, our heart rate, our ability to breathe correctly. And uh, it's just more energy that we have to spend. It's think, think of your bank account. Just do, do, do. You only have so much energy. If you're chronically sick, you are poor in energy. You have no energy to spare. You need to be very specific about how where your energy goes. So um, um, not only what the food quality is, but the food mixing. Meat and vegetables can be a great way to start because uh, vegetables are high in vitamins. They have good type of fiber. You want to peel it to get rid of any insoluble fiber or bacteria that might be on there. And then you steam them to reduce, um, to make sure they're really easily absorbable. And then I also like to add in like a nice fermented food. Sauerkraut is not $70 or $1.50 a capsule like VSL is or Nature and Probiotics. These are great probiotics, but at the end of the day, we can use natural fermented foods. I like to start with cabbage sauerkraut because cabbage tends to do well with people. It's, it's plant-based. Um, sauerkraut is a huge powerhouse that increases digestive enzymes. It has natural um, probiotics in it and it secretes lactic acid, which is a natural antibiotic. We want lactic acid. That's why fungus doesn't grow in the sauerkraut when it's on the shelf for three months. It's because it's airtight and because it has lactic acid in it, right? Um, so we using some sauerkraut with your meat and uh, steamed peeled vegetables can be a great way to substitute the calories we usually get from carbohydrates like grains and beans and nuts and things. And then we use animal calories, which is high in amino acids and high in uh, uh, calories. And it's also low in fiber, which can help reduce our bowel movements if you're having 30 a day. 
So uh, that can be a benefit. So the food mixing is really important. And then how you cook the food is very important. So if I made a piece of chicken, it was perfect. It was organic. It was prepared with a little cilantro and, and, and Celtic sea salt. And then I put it in a Teflon pan and I fried it at a thousand degrees and it was burnt to a crisp. You're not going to want to eat that. So you got to look at the extremes. Cook how you cook matters. Slow cook. Cook things slower. Put a top over it. Use stainless steel. Use um, use an iron skillet. I like to use a little bit of extra virgin olive oil or coconut oil. Something with a higher steam point is important. If it's crackling, if it's smoking, get rid of it. It's already acidic in nature and it's not uh, absorbable. So how you cook it and the quality of the food increases absorption because the number one goal that we have, our overall king goal, remember, is reduce inflammation. Our second overall king goal is to increase absorption. You can sit here and try to worry about how much nutritional density you're getting, but if you don't have absorption after that, you got nothing. So get absorption. Uh, so the how you're cooking the food is very important as well. And uh, fourthly is going to be the state of your body. So I like to say this to people is, let's say I said, we're going to go for a three-mile run today, straight three miles. And um, I had the perfect meal. Every doctor, everyone agreed this was the perfect meal to start you, you who is listening, to take this meal. And I said, well, how about this? Let's run two miles. And on the third mile, I'm going to hand you off that perfect meal. And I want you to eat it while you're running that third mile. Most of us would agree that this meal would, would not sit well with us. And most of us would not want to eat while we were in this state. That's an extreme example, but that's to go to show that the state of your body does matter when you, what you eat, despite what you eat. So you need to make sure your body is in a ready to digest and rest mode. How do you know you're in this? This is called the central nervous system. There are two types, the parasympathetic nervous system and the sympathetic nervous system. You want to make sure you are in the parasympathetic rest and digest state, not the sympathetic fight or flight running from a, a lion state. When you are in a sympathetic state, your immune system becomes suppressed, your digestive system becomes suppressed, and your re reproductive system becomes uh, suppressed. So we know right off the bat that if you're in a sympathetic state, uh, you're, you, know, you, you can't reproduce, you can't digest food, and, you're, and you can't fight off sickness. Sounds like a, a, a quick ticket to a, six, to a uh, six feet under grave here. So you want to make sure that you're engaged in the parasympathetic nervous system. And how you do that is one, make sure you're salivating. If you're salivating, that usually means that your body is producing digestive enzymes, you're in a parasympathetic state, and you're ready to digest food. Another is that you have a low heart rate. So sitting down and enjoying your meal, chewing your food better can also be very helpful. So those three or four things right there, we didn't even really talk about food, and we already know there are four key elements to that are just as important as to what you're eating. Uh, so if you can make it organic, and you can make sure you're mixing foods in a way that makes sense. You can look at how you're cooking the food to be increased absorption. And you can look at the state of your body when you're eating it. You just have such a, uh, you just set yourself up for success. I mean, you have literally teed the ball up in such a great way. So from there, depending on where you are, so let's say I'm, uh, I'm talking to you in the car or, or in your house who, who just um, is can never eat anything and can, you know, sick to everything. You have a glass of water and you, you run to the bathroom. You might need to start with more of a liquid diet or an elemental shake. I would check out um, a, a Jeannie Patel, uh, listen to your gut, she.com. She has a great elemental shake. It's on my site as well, on my store, the Absorb Plus, which is a product made for people who need pre-digested food. It was made by someone who has Crohn's disease. 
So, I, you know, I really commend Jeannie for what she's trying to do and what she has done. It's helped thousands of people. Maybe you need a liquid diet. Maybe you need to do partial fasts. I guarantee you need to be practicing meditation and you need to be practicing all those those four pillars of diet that we talked about. Uh, so you got to calm down and you got to start small, just like a torn ACL and start rebuilding. Okay, so the first goal, get rid of the blood, get rid of the inflammation, get rid of the pain. So a liquid diet is baby food. It's really simple, guys. There's a reason we have baby food because a baby's gut can't handle uh, KFC. It can't handle chicken or French fries. Your gut is disabled. It probably can't handle these foods. You probably need to go back to baby food, which is an elemental shake. So look at what kind of foods you can do. And an elemental shake is usually going to be organic and vegan. So anyone out there who wants to be vegan, I would focus on looking at these organic and vegan shakes. And then how can you get calories um, and carbohydrates without eating things that have lectins or gluten or refined sugars or anything that aggravates your gut lining or oxalates, too many oxalates that affect your gut lining. So I really think it comes down to, I think that you should have specific meals that are vegan-based. And then I think you should have specific meals that are animal-based. And then ask yourself, what does better? I have one client who does extremely well as a vegetarian, but his wife buys all their own nuts and grains, local organic, and then she sprouts all of them. And they and she makes their own almond butter. We're talking sprouted, skinless almond butter. And he, and he does great with it. But if you guys have time to create all that and, and do all that yourself, it's a lot of work. That's a great alternative. Uh, but if, if you, you know, I do find that animal-based, there's three benefits of animal-based. One, animal-based is dead food. It's dead. Yes, everything they say about it, about animal being a problem. And yes, it's a huge problem with climate change. I, I'm a big proponent of what vegan stands for and the climate change issues and what's happening to our animals. It's an absolute disaster. And if you can eat, mess, eat less meat, eat less meat. It's a huge, huge problem. But as far as therapeutic, animal-based is dead food, meaning it's gluten-free, it's dairy-free, it's soy-free, it's for sugar-free, it's, it's everything free, it's dead. You're not going to meet many people who have an immune system issue to turkey, okay? So it, it, your body tends not to respond to it. Two, it has no fiber. It will help slow things down in your gut because it has no fiber, won't roll through your gut very quickly. Three is it has a ton of amino acids. If you're sick, we, we know across the board you need a higher amount of protein to rebuild that muscle and rebuild your body. We need to make sure it doesn't cause our number one goal, uh, cause an inflammatory reaction. So uh, the meat has a, a extreme benefit there with that complete amino acids. And the biggest one is that meat is very calorie dense. It's very high in calories. So if you can't eat starches and you're having a problem with eating grains, beans, you can have that perfect organic meat with increased sauerkraut, which increases digestive uh, enzymes and probiotics and lactic acid with a little bit of vegetables and get, have a 700 calorie meal that can help you rebuild that muscle. And you can live on meat and, and be fine. But maybe you go, hey, I'm going to have two vegan organic elemental shakes a day and I'm going to have meat based. So, Rebecca, that's, those are some ideas of how you can look at meat. I highly suggest if you're out there and you're saying, Dane, what do I do? I'm talking to you listening right now. I'm not talking to everyone. I'm talking to you. If you want to heal, I suggest you start reading immediately. Get your mind healthy. Just give yourself a goal, immediate goals, and then two-month goals and six-month goals. But start with your immediate goals. I recommend reading Patient Heal Thyself and Maker's Diet by Jordan Rubin. Absolutely the number one mecca book I would say is Listen to Your Gut by Jeannie Patel because she goes over so many options of, that you can actually do, a lot of takeaways. I recommend reading Susan Blum's uh, The Immune System Recovery Plan. It's more about functional medicine and how it applies to gut health. Uh, definitely check out Rebecca's books. 
100%. I can already tell she's dynamite and she's keep listening to her podcast and start reading and then applying and then start a daily journal. All right. So if you need a daily journal, you can reach out to me. My assistant will send you one. We'll have one on Amazon soon that will keep track of what you're doing on a day to day basis. Simplify, purge yourself of it, but start reading, applying and consistently keep your mind healthy so you can keep going and not become overwhelmed. If you become overwhelmed, walk towards a smile, energy. All this is about energy. I love that walk towards a smile. I will think of that next time I am affronted by someone who's energy is far too negative. Dane Johnson, thank you so much for coming onto the Healthy Gut Podcast and sharing all of your pearls of wisdom and your own personal experience from coming back literally from the brink um, and being obviously so much uh, in a healthier and happier state than where you once were. If people would like to connect with you or, you know, read more about what you're doing, how can they find you? So they can go to my website, Crohn'sColitisLifestyle.com. We have, uh, I have a complimentary ebook, Six Tips to Healing Crohn's Colitis on there. Uh, so you can get that. I, I do offer private consultation and, but we, we do have a, a bit of a, a waiting list right now. So we're working on figuring out how we can get more coaches and more solutions because I believe that we that people really need hands-on help and I want to help offer that. So Crohn'sColitisLifestyle.com is where they can go if you have Crohn's, if you need specific health. If you'd like to hear more about me or follow me, you, uh, Instagram is usually where I'm most uh, relevant, where I do daily stories on, on uh, Instagram. It's Dane Johnson and then one. So Dane Johnson, the number one, and, um, you know, they can also, uh, find my Facebook page for Crohn's colitis. I put a lot of my Facebook live events. They can also find a, um, a link to this podcast on my Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Crohn's colitis lifestyle. And, uh, we have a lot of great live talks there and a great place to ask questions and, and, uh, and, uh, you know, get some results. Wonderful. And all of those links are in the show notes as well. So you can head to the show notes and uh, click a link and then be connected with Dane. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I've loved listening to you today and uh, you know, I'm sure my listeners will as well. Thanks so much, Dane Johnson. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you so much for having me and, 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 and just giving me the uh, chance to speak and I hope everyone out there had a lot uh, that they took away and I didn't over talk anyone's ear and and Rebecca I love your I love your energy and I'm so glad I reached out to you and I know one day we will meet and we will talk about this and we will keep moving forward thank you for what you do thank you for your perseverance and uh, I look forward to working with you and teaming up more for our common goals thanks so much I hope you enjoyed that episode with Dane Johnson. If you would like to access the show notes from today's episode, make sure you head to thehealthygut.co forward slash Dane, and that's D-A-N-E. So guys, that was the final show for 2017. You're probably thinking, what? No way. You've been on the air constantly every single week for the past 12 months. And yeah, I have been. <laughs> and I'm going to take a little holiday from podcasting every week. 
But don't worry, I am going to be sharing the best of Real with you over the coming weeks until we launch season two in 2018. I've got 56 amazing episodes in the can. There's so much valuable information in the podcast. So I'm going to be sharing with you over the coming weeks my favorite podcast interviews that I have done over the past year or episodes that I feel might be really useful for you, particularly as we go into this festive season. Now, talking about the festive season, make sure you grab a copy of my SIBO Christmas cookbook. It's full of delicious recipes you can use for Thanksgiving and Christmas. And I have beautiful starters or appetizers, um, depending on where you are in the world, what you call them. I've also got gorgeous side dishes that you can pair with your main meat dish. And then I've got absolutely delicious desserts and delectable baked goods. So head to thehealthygut.co forward slash Dane and I've got a link to the cookbook there. Or of course, you can just head to my website and you will see the link for the SIBO Christmas cookbook there. Now make sure you um, head to my website to thehealthygut.co forward slash Dane and you subscribe to the podcast because I'd hate for you to miss the next episode when it uh, comes out or the new episode when it comes out in 2018 for season two. So you can subscribe. All you need to do is put your name and email address in and I'll send you an email as soon as the podcast comes back for season two. Of course, you can also subscribe via iTunes or the app you use to listen to this podcast. Now, I'll let you in on a little secret, guys. I've been trying really hard to keep advertising out of my podcast. I wanted it to be all about the content for you rather than you having interruptions with advertising. But I am not flush uh, with an endless supply of finances and it's costing me about $400 a month to keep the podcast on the air. So I know in my last week's podcast, I did a call out for contributions and a really big thank you to the people that have made contributions. Every single dollar counts. But I need more. I need more to keep it on the air for season two and to keep it on the air without advertising. So if you would like this podcast to remain advertising free, make sure you head to thehealthygut.co forward slash Dane and you will see a make a contribution button there and you can contribute anything from a dollar to $20 to $100, whatever you feel like contributing, whatever you feel this podcast is worth to you will be greatly appreciated and it will ensure that I can bring you great interviews about SIBO to help keep you educated and informed about your condition as we head into the new year. So 
from me for the rest of 2017. It's been an absolute pleasure to bring you the Healthy Gut Podcast. I have thoroughly enjoyed every second of it. I really look forward to sharing with you my all-time favourite interviews over the coming weeks and I look forward to bringing brand new interviews, I hope, to you in 2018. Keep those contributions coming. See you soon, guys. You've been listening to the Healthy Gut Podcast with your host, Rebecca Coombs. To learn more about the Healthy Gut or our podcast, head to thehealthygut.co forward slash podcast. And as we are fully funding this podcast, if you would like to help support the continuation of this podcast so that we can continue to bring you future episodes, all you need to do is make a contribution at thehealthygut.co forward slash podcast. We would like to thank Belinda Coombs for the production, editing and original music score of this podcast. To hear more of Belinda's music, head to soundcloud.com forward slash Belinda Coombs. The Healthy Gut Podcast is a production of The Healthy Gut. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.